0: with Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton,
2: it is Thursday, December twenty second, two thousand twenty two, season eighteen, episode number ninety five. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. And it is a snowy day here in North Texas. <laughs> I was just telling somebody, like, we got Texas snow. Like, we got a little flurries, and everybody's like, ooh, do we get to go home? No, we're going to be fine. We'll be I, all right.
3: I was in here kind of show prepping it a little bit, and Beam walks in and goes, snowing out there. And I'm thinking, all right, cool, you know. <laughs> I was thinking, like, maybe, you know, it's going to snow. It's like it's like ice crystal things. Yeah, it's, not, right. I mean, it's not really It's not really I'm thinking, he... Snow, but he's like a Chicago guy. He's going
4: sideways. Like it, well, it literally it's just—that's what he was crazy. saying.
3: But to me, yeah, it was like little, I was yeah. like going, "That's just like ice crystals." Right. I mean, like it's not like Buffalo or Chicago <laughs> or okay. Kansas City you your, out there.
5: You got your puffy vest on.
3: You know what? I was watching—I was watching the video yesterday of our show. I always go back and listen to our show. All twenty-two,
4: all twenty-two of the show. All
3: twenty-two all of the, the show. No, and and I tell you what—I had my hoodie on yesterday. I looked like Job of the Hut. I was like this massive gray, just sitting here. I'm like.
2: God, I just but, like so, the gray main though. I, I love that man. You know I, what? I, I went think on the radio. Never cut that off. By, By the way, Doc
4: Brown from Yeah, uh,
3: <laughs> yeah, Back in <of> the Future. <laughs> of the right, future. right. I, I, I used Ambar's question yesterday on the radio. They got a really good response huh. about the offense. Could the defense be the offense from last year? Mm-hmm. From last yeah. year, and that was yeah. thank you for oh, giving me a, a segment yesterday and on, on our show on 105.3. Checks in the mail yeah very very good yeah, <laughs> yeah. buy you lunch something like that yeah. producer yeah but anyway that, that's but yeah that's uh you know a lot of a lot of interesting things going
2: on right now we so did get some interesting news last night Cowboys or the NFL announced Pro Bowl for this year Cowboys get seven players Zach Martin Micah Parsons Trayvon Diggs CeeDee lamb DeMarcus Lawrence Tony Pollard and Cavante Turpin make the uh, Pro Bowl squad uh, are you surprised by any of those names?
4: Well you are I mean I mean how do you say Cavante Turpin Cavante K- K- Turpin I mean, well, you're, <laughs> It's like a question mark. That's my uh, favorite one by yeah. far That's I exciting. Mean, I, I, it is actually right when we were starting the show I just I just laughed to myself because I just thought about a training camp conversation that we didn't have but let's say we did we're yeah. standing out there oh they brought this guy in you know Andrew Felix. Uh he's gonna make the pro Bowl this year. Yeah, how about make the team? (laughs) Oh, he's going to make the team and he's going to make the Pro Bowl. I mean, it would be you'd be laughed at, you know, the entire day. And um, just just been he's he's earned it. And and, you know, and I really believe he is an underrated weapon. I think he's a guy that that really you have to be uh, cognizant of and just watch the way they punt to him, punt it straight up in the air. He really doesn't get a lot of chances.
3: Yeah, it's interesting. If you're sitting there in Oxnard and you bring that kid in, and remember when we when we first saw him, our, like we're going, yeah, is who's somebody's that? kid Yeah, whose <laughs> <laughs> whose who's kids working the camp this year? You yeah, know, kind it of thing. Like Will McClay's
4: son. Yeah, you know, right. About that tall.
3: That, you know, you, you got to give the Cowboys pro personnel guys a lot of credit. Well, you man. know, that's what you get. You know, you watch USFL tape and you kind of have an ID. You talk to coaches. You're know, like, you know, did they battle anybody for him? Or was this just a straight, let's go get the MVP of the
2: USFL? And right? And I, he's a Ford, I mean, you know,
4: TCU, yeah, Texas guy. Yeah. Probably, that was that was a no-brainer. Yeah, and they needed a punt return. Yeah. Well,
2: well it, and also, let's also be clear. I know, I know, Brian, you had talked about it. I think you had said you talked to your Gang of Seven. Yeah. And it wasn't like teams didn't know of this guy. No. They didn't know of his talent. There yeah. were things off the field that right. steered all of them away. Right? right,
3: right. We had that discussion, and I was just kind of like, but— you know, pro personnel guys. I mean, that's you know whoever whoever had the USFL had that team, whatever. That guy gets a stake. You know, I'm t- I mean, you're going out to Manny's in Minneapolis, and you're going to get the towers and all Woo. that stuff like that. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's it's uh to me that's that that's you know Stephen Jones always comes on and we kind of laugh at him. I, I know because he always. Goes, you know, evaluation and personnel is always a twenty four seven job, and you're like, yeah, it is. Okay, and then you see that, and something like that. You go out and you get a guy in the summertime, and the next thing you know, he's oh. a, he's a Pro Bowl. You know, we had a similar thing happen in Green Bay with Desmond Howard. You know, Desmond Howard was not, but Desmond Howard was a fifth overall pick. Yeah, right. But you still have where also you go get yeah. him. He's on your team, and then by the end of the year, he's helping you win a Super Bowl. So. Yeah you know that's the kind of thing that's scouts when they do their job it's a it's a brilliant
2: thing yeah.
5: you know washington put out a really good video
2: it was actually a really good video it uh, was really it was
5: good really, yeah. really good just a reaction of these and it started thinking i started thinking oh how would a video like that work for us and i started going through how each player in my mind would react and i just laughed when he came up to turpin because he would have been just. he's just like a little kid what like you did. talk to him and he's like like smiling and just like, eh. he'll be like, oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, yeah. And like yeah. just a smile. So I'm, I'm very, knowing his career and his background, I'm very happy for what he's been able to accomplish here. He's a guy that first time I saw him in person, I'm like, man. Don't get hit. He's going to get killed out there. Yeah. He, yeah. He tiny he's tiny and small. Like, he's, yeah. yeah. So very, very happy for him. But I do know that a lot of people were surprised about DeMarcus Lawrence making. Yeah. The Pro Bowl. Are you guys surprised about that? No, because
3: he's on our show every Thursday. We (laughs) were pushing for that (laughs) thing hard. Well, you guys,
2: y'all are working during that interview every week. I listen to it. Oh, yeah. We
3: we, we got to get a good question to pull him out. Yeah, we we have a good one. I'll tell you what's funny, though, about the Ron Rivera at the Commanders, though. The thing with that, if it was Turpin, you bring him in and you kind of play it slow, play it a little bit. He's probably thinking you signed Odell Beckham. You know, you're probably, he's probably thinking, Oh, they're about to take my roster spot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, all of a sudden, hey, you made the Pro Bowl. Oh my God! Oh my God! (laughs) It's kind of crazy.
4: I I just, with him, more than anything, and and you kind of mentioned it, but like, you know, in today's world of where where we are, you don't you don't always get a second chance, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially when you go through some of the issues that he did and he went through, and uh, and you know, and, and stuff that he put on himself. But f- to be able to get to the next side and, 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 and you know, keep fighting for his, his dream to be in the NFL and to get someone to trust him. You know, and it was the U- – U- somebody at the USFL said, oh, you know, let, let's put this guy out there. And then, you know, I'm sure the Cowboys did their homework and all that. It's just a, a, a remarkable story about, about a guy that just, you know, it, it, all you do is look at him and go, you're not an NFL player. And then to think of all the other stuff he's dealt with and to be here and, you know – and he's still he, and he's still not as satisfied. I talked yeah. to him a week ago, and he goes, yeah. You know, he goes, yeah, but I haven't taken one to the crib. That, 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 that's all he says. Like, I haven't gotten, haven't gone to the crib yet. Yeah. Is what he's saying. Yeah. You know, he just yeah. he hasn't returned one for a touchdown yet. You know what?
3: Do you do you feel like though that do, do they feel he's so valuable that they won't use him on offense? Because we were talking about pre, you know, when we went on bye— we were all the show was like, hey, well, when you come back, they're going to have plans, and, and maybe they do. I just
4: don't know if they trust him to to run the right route or what. I don't know. I See, mean, that's what I, I don't, I don't know. You not trust him to hand the, hand the ball to him. I just wanted to hand yeah. the ball to him on, third, on, on that last series at the Jacksonville game. Give me a reverse around the edge with him. I think that's five yards waiting to happen.
2: To be honest with you, at this point in the year, and this may be totally unfair, and you guys tell me if it is, I actually think over the last few games – it feels to me like he doesn't have the same amount of juice that he had early in the season. And I do wonder. I mean, this is a guy coming off of a USFL yeah. season. Oh, he's played a lot of games. Now deep yeah. into an NFL season. Yeah. I just wonder if he's running out of gas a little bit. And if that's the case. Like, I, I look at it and say, more so, I just don't know if he still has that same level of juice he had earlier in the year. That's just my opinion. I, and it might be unfair, like I said. But that's just what I'm, I am I, I, think, think the, I'm saying. The
3: thing that I that I kind of see is, like, I think he's pressing. I see a guy that's like, I haven't brought one back to the crib. You know, I gotta find a way to change field position. I gotta find and then sometimes then the ball ends up on the eighteen and you're going, Mm -hmm. Okay. I get it, bro. You can run. You can He's one of the best I've ever seen. Really, when it comes to the blocking's going one way and he decides to yeah. go the other way, he's going down on the freeway where it says wrong way. He is driving, <laughs> and avoiding his... traffic. By he the is way. Yeah. driving his car as fast as he yeah. can while everybody over here is like beep 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 yep. beep. He is running over
2: here as fast. By as By the can. way, don't try this at home. Yeah, don't. Yeah, do that. No, no, it's a bad idea.
0: Uh, I.
4: I would challenge that about the running out of juice and stuff just because I I could see it if it was somebody that was getting in a lot of collisions every game and all that. You're a running back or whatever, but he really isn't. You know, getting a lot of, like, hits like that. I mean, he's just a punt return, kick returner, and, and he only gets three or four a game. He's not getting hit in practice. So yeah, but let's also remember,
2: that. it it's also still just wear and tear on your body. Like, what I for mean for a by a smaller that is, guy. Legs. What I mean by that is, yeah. you're still running. He's still running every day. Scout team. It's, it's yeah. like, you just think about the training yeah. that he's been through, all the training he's been through, and the work that he puts in during the week that's still mileage. It might not be hits and collisions. It's still your body is going through this constant turnover of work, 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 and not enough rest. And that's why the offseason is so important, I think, you have to replenish, and you have to give your body an opportunity to kind of heal itself.
4: Is he a free agent? He He's one of the free agents. I'm sure they just got a one-year deal out of him. Yeah, so, Was it one year? Um, yeah. So that, I
2: that, wish it would have been two or three.
4: <laughs> you, probably given, you probably could have got it. They've yeah. given
3: two-year deals to guys you were kind of like wish you hadn't given two-year right, yeah. deals to before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well,
4: they'll have to make that, one, I, make that one work. I say that because I think for him, a backyard uh, football with him and Tolbert – Running routes out there. I mean, learning the offense, understanding what's going on, getting you know, getting a role there, uh, getting some trust with Dak. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because you got to remember, he didn't. He probably got a lot of his stuff with Cooper Rush, and yeah. you know.
5: But it's, going back to but the, going back to
4: D. Law though.
5: No, I was gonna say real quick with the whole mention of utilizing him on offense a little bit. I think. I mean, we have seen them try just a little just bit. A little. Not I, to my in my opinion, not enough. Uh-huh. But. The times that they have tried, it just hasn't really worked out or been like they've not gotten anything out of that. So I think that it hasn't worked to th- what they're intending to do, and then they're just kind of giving up on that rather than trying different ways to incorporate him and make it appear more of a weapon to defenses. But uh, so, but at at this point of the year, I don't think they should include him on offense just keeping up because i do agree with you Derek. i don't think he's losing all the juice, but i do see a slight change in his game when he's out there on special teams so i get what you're saying and what you're seeing too because i kind of see that a little bit as well
2: yeah i will be interested to see if we get to the playoffs and that becomes one of the wrinkles and again i don't necessarily need to even see him like You know, on a reverse or something. I just want to see, you know, maybe a bubble screen. I just want to see situations where you get him out in space and where he can make a guy or two miss and then he might be able to turn it into a big play. Yeah. I, w- I would like to see them try that a little bit. I'm hopeful that maybe that that's something that's one of their playoff wrinkles, right? I think
3: I think Nick's right though on maybe on first and 10, you you get in you run that jet sweep to him in, in the Jacksonville game and it's a 5-yard gain and now you're second and 5. Now you're playing now you're playing football. Now you're playing. You know, now you're not you're not now you're not second and 13. Yeah. You know, you're you're no. Wow, it's like, "Oh, they ran a, you know, everybody's looking thinking it's going to be an inside and then you hand the jet sweep and the ball oh. or you fake it inside and do the flip, you yeah. know, and then everybody's crap and all that. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, that, that he. I'm surprised they haven't at least tried him on something after the buy. I, I felt like that. That's where coaches yeah. sit down and say, "Hey, we've got this guy, and we mm-hmm. can kind of." But might be think he's too valuable
4: to I wanna, throw out there. I do want to mention uh, the other the two other surprises. I think or, you know, not surprises, but you know, just kind of unconventional with Pro Bowl is, is Pollard, and then with Tank. I think I think with D Law, it, it to me it gives. It shows me a little bit more respect that I have a little bit more respect for the process of the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Because they are somebody's watching. Somebody's yeah. really saying, This is a really good football player. He's tied for 45th in the league in sacks. So that's not what it's about. It's about playing football, doing your job, and being yeah. and also, you know, he did get three sacks on a Monday night football game, so that maybe helps. that helped. But I think it's <laughs> because he's a really good player. That one was to me. Other Turpin is my favorite one, but I really was happy for, for Tank. Three years mm-hmm. removed from the Pro Bowl yeah. to get back.
2: And let's remember, two-thirds of the vote are coaches, coaches players. players. And so I do think that, that that matters because they know when they're going up against a guy, who are we spending the week thinking about? And who yeah. are the guys that we worry about? Who's the guy that keeps us up the night before the game thinking, man, we don't really? And I know Micah gets a lot of that credit, but I think DeMarcus Demarcus Lawrence also gets a lot of that from other teams, where they respect his game. Should yeah, I he's really a complete
3: so. player. Yeah. I mean, you start to talk about guys that play the run and the pass. He's he's oh, as that.
4: he's as good as they get. I love that. Dorrance has eight sacks. You know how many? There, there's there's a guy on some team out there that's got nine sacks, ten sacks. That are like what this yeah. guy? You know, but but it, I'm play the run a little bit, better, bro. Play the run. There you go. go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All
2: right, we're gonna take our first break when we come back. We're gonna dive into this Philadelphia defense versus the Dallas offense. When we come back, DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas.
2: Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys?
0: Back to the break.
4: James Wright is your 2022 Cowboys fan of the year. James, bring James or Jimmy, he brings the spice to every Dallas Cowboys game. He now needs you to help him bring it to the Super Bowl. Vote for James to be given the ultimate title of NFL Fan of the Year presented by Captain Morgan by casting your vote at NFL.com slash Fan of the Year.
3: Captain Morgan is a fine product. It's just what's associated with my vision of it. It's not fine.
2: <laughs> Welcome back. Second segment of The Break Laughing in SWBC Morgan Brian, Studios. you got a minute? At the start. I really don't, coach. <laughs> this segment brought to you by blockchain.com.
4: Can we tell the story, are we? No. Are we we are told we, it a couple weeks no. ago. Okay.
3: Hit the blockchain. Here we
2: go. There Thank we go. Thank you. All right, good. All right, uh, real quick, I do want to mention we were talking about Kevontae Turpin's contract. He did sign a three-year deal with the Cowboys. There you go. $2.56 million uh, that it was worth over three years. So uh Cowboys did a smart thing; I mean, they got him locked in. Now, real quick, I do want to give better. I do want to give a little love to Big Dame out there on Twitter. He was one that kind of said, "Hey, by the way, you guys talking about it? It was a three year deal for I, Turpin." I, so,
4: I, you know, we were we were just saying, "I was he going to say no?" I mean, like a three year deal. I mean, even though that meant nothing, if he if he would have sucked really bad in those couple games, and if he wouldn't have when he went to L. A that was like the greatest moment of his his life there those 2 3 days we were in la cuz he practiced well made a couple of catches on offense then he played in the game and he was i mean he was ridiculous yeah. nfl nfl's instagram page changed their changed their title to says do not kick to Kevontae turpin yeah. that yeah. was like they they changed their whole you know whatever the screen is called i don't know anyways move on <laughs> All right, let's jump in. Director, All right. Yeah,
2: that was funny. All right, let's jump in. One of the most popular defense. sites in the world, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Let's- yes, it is. Yes. Let's talk about the Philadelphia defense world. versus... Especially after you. Uh- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, we still have him replaced. I was about to say, <laughs> that still is an open position. Not uh, yeah. many people out there with that skill set. I'll be, I'll be
3: laying on the couch one day and Derek says, Hey, man, you ever thought about this? <laughs> you know anybody? Uh, yeah. Hey, wait. is this? No, never mind. Quit.
4: Uh, Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. Scout's uh, notebook has been empty for a while. <laughs> it has. It has.
3: Who yeah. do you want to we'll know about, way about way the Eagles? You guys know about this team. Well, defense, one of their right?
4: nine pass rushers. Yeah,
2: yeah I know. Um, but let's, let's start first with, like, we've already seen this team, obviously, yeah. Uh, but if you're looking at this from Dallas' perspective, where do you find weaknesses on this defense?
3: Well you're gonna you're gonna likely get a draw with your right tackle against Hassan Reddick. That that that's a good start right there when you saw with Tyron Smith playing against Hassan Reddick. He's gonna play the left uh like the primary the left rusher, pass rusher, whatever you wanna call that over there, this with the way they play their front. It's still Fletcher Cox. It's still you know, they they've they've you know he's him and Hargrave it's going to be a challenge inside on those guys to have to deal with your centers playing well your left guards playing well you got a hall of famer right guard you hope that you can cancel out some stuff there where you might have to pay some attention is on the other side with Josh Sweat over there and Brandon Graham and guys like that because I have a feeling they're going to try and overload that side and bring pressure from there and and make Tyler and make McGovern and those guys have to deal with that stuff coming off the other side and okay now it's about the backs you know it's about Zeke and Pollard being able to kind of focus okay we should be be good everywhere inside me but let's think about what's going on over here because Josh Sweat's a a really good rusher he really really is and you know he's, he's long and he causes problems he can get under you you know it's just a matter of, of having to uh, to handle him in the passers if you were to throw in the football so they've got two really good linebackers with TJ um, TJ Edwards and then uh, Kazir white I mean these guys are super super active in the way they play they're around the ball a bunch TJ Edwards is the middle linebacker he's a little bit of a dirty player too he's kind of a <laughs> grab you twist you kind of a guy he's always gets in your face but they, they're good at linebacker. The secondary, I think, is their strength for sure. And it's, uh, you know, with Darius Slay and then James Bradbury are the two in the secondary. Epps at safety is good. Uh, they've had some problems. Blankenship, Reed Blankenship, who the starts at safety, has been a little bit nicked up. So we'll see how they play uh, that. But I feel like it, overall, the health of their defense is really good. They got Jordan Davis back, they have Indamakan Su. You know they have uh, Linville Joseph as well, so they got big, big bodies inside that you're going to have to deal with uh, on
2: this uh, on this team. Yeah, you look at that uh, that that defense; they are not giving up anything in the passing game. Yeah, and I thought when they lost their nickel corner, C.J. Gardner Johnson, that maybe that you might see a, Maddox a you is might see a, a decline. You yeah. have not; nope. they have continued to be just as good. Um, so, uh, my question for you is. Like how are they able to do that? Have they seen have you seen anything that's different in how they how they play defense without c j Gardner Johnson?
3: well the, to me, it's still about those corners you know they, they just they match up with you one on one and they don't give you any space yeah you know they make but can
2: you take advantage of them in the slot now without Well,
3: okay this is this is where this is where no it's not because Maddox. Maddox was there because there was the guy that was primarily their, their starter, and then he got hurt, and then yeah. they had to put Gardner Johnson in there, yeah. and then they got better with Gardner Johnson, and now Maddox is back. Okay, so no, I, we had on Michael Lombardi, my old buddy from I used to work with with the Eagles, and you know he does a lot of things. And Michael thinks you can throw the ball on these guys if you can block the front. Mm-hmm. He feels like though he goes if you can protect. He says, "I feel, especially set against it when they want to play zone coverage stuff. Now, how much zone are they going to get in against you? They probably feel like you've got one guy that can really hurt hurt you, and that would be Ceedee Lamb. So, I don't know how much zone coverage these guys are going to want to play in this game. But Mike seems to think if you could protect the front, had him on yesterday on our show on 105.3. He says you could throw the ball on these guys if they play zone. And I just, I'm like, I'm like Mike. I don't know how much zone." If you had like if you had guys that you like I say, Lamb is like a guy that you're gonna have to deal with. But who else are you gonna have to deal with? Who are the others you're gonna have to deal with? Is there anybody that just completely scares you? Not really right now. So I think that's the I think that's the issue that the Cowboys are dealing with right
4: now. You know, I'm not trying to not trying to get into a Micah, you know, Parsons thing of how good are the Eagles and stuff like that. Because they're really good. But if you look at at their schedule mm-hmm. since the Cowboys game in the yep. bye week, they they have not played a team that's in the playoffs except for uh, the Giants, um, and they and they they did a nice job and they they went in there and beat them pretty good. But the other team, I guess Washington is in the playoffs right now. And they lost. Yeah, to they them. lost yeah, to them. Yeah, yeah. Um. And and so you know, I mean, just the Steelers, the Texans, Washington, the Colts, the Packers. I mean, they give 33 points to Jordan Love as as you know when when after Rodgers went out in that game. So these teams, Tennessee, the Giants, the Bears, they don't throw the ball as, as well as as I think the Cowboys do. So I, I think this is going to be. Their toughest test that they faced since they faced the Cowboys the first time, yeah, and that was with Cooper Rush.
2: I'll throw this in too: they faced throughout the season, they faced three teams that are in the top ten in offense. Um, all three of those teams they played in the first four weeks of the season: Detroit, Jacksonville, Minnesota, Jacksonville. Detroit. Jacksonville had them down they were, fourteen to nothing. Yeah, but Jacksonville yeah. and Detroit, their offenses have come alive over the yeah, last no, second yeah. half of the season. Absolutely, they
4: were not what they well, are now. Detroit and, had thirty-five on them.
2: Yeah, but I'm saying, but my point, my point yeah. was though, early in the season, that I don't think they were playing at the level that they're playing right now. Well,
4: they had thirty-five.
2: Yeah, but the, you look at those three offenses, You look right? at those three <laughs> offenses, But even at the, with those points, they only I think they put up maybe under two hundred yards passing.
0: Wow.
2: It was it was. Oh. They have not given up more than two hundred and thirty-nine yards passing this season. Like they are, they are holding teams to literally nothing through the air, yeah. and that's where I'm, I'm kind of just looking at. It. I'm trying to figure out: is this is this because of their personnel, or is it because, as you said, of the the opponents that they face? They really haven't faced
4: that's high an, powered offense. That's an amazing stat when you factor in that they're 13 and one and they're blowing out a lot of teams. Yeah, which means sometimes passing yards just get right. racked up. That's crazy. Yeah. Of, yeah, it is. It is crazy.
3: Well, yeah. they're in a, they're in a situation where their offense is that good. You know where they they yeah. their, their their defense is good, but they benefit because the, their offense puts a lot of pressure on people. I, I me personally, I mean, I, I when dealing with this, I mean, I, I'm trying to figure out okay, where do you attack? Where do you attack this defense? And you know, the Cowboys. you know, if going back and looking at the game, they they had a little bit of success running the football. Yeah, you know, so and they've
2: given up some rushing yards, and that's year, where I'm sure, kind yeah. of thinking,
3: like I'm kind of thinking, well, maybe it's going to turn into one of these games. I think you're better on the offensive line right now. Mm-hmm. I really do, and I know that Steele has done a really good job as a run blocker, but I think you're stronger on the right side. You know what? And Hassan Reddick and these guys and the linebackers White and Edwards. Let's see how physical you was, want to get with these with these guys running the ball downhill on you.
4: I was hoping for more than a draw at right at at the right tackle spot with Tyron Smith. You said a draw between him and Reddick.
3: A miss a pass cuz Reddick can rush the pass. I'd like
4: to win that though with Tyron, no. Well,
3: it, but, but I'm just saying if you wanted to cancel out if you wanted to cancel out one of their better players. Right. Okay. You the point is he's you, not going to kill you. He's yeah. not going to kill you because I, got you. I have a feeling I got that Reddick pass rushing against Steel would be a would be a hard matchup for Steele. Yeah, he would play. He'd probably be two or three that he would really struggle with. But I don't think that I don't think that Tyron Smith is going to struggle with Reddick in this game.
4: This is the game where I think is the biggest difference between Cooper Rush and and Dak because they're they're going to bring pressure. And I think when when Cooper Rush felt pressure or feels pressure. It's He's not always making a play. He made some. He made some where he's, the guy's right in his face. But, you know, he's not going to scramble out and, and, and you know, dip around and spin and make a play over here. And that's where I think Dak's, you know, ability to, to scramble and get out of things and extend the pocket is going to help more than the kind of a, not a sitting duck. But, he, you know, he stands in there and kind of makes the throw. He's not going to improvise like Dak does.
5: I was trying to look up because yesterday on our show, our – some of Skyways podcasts, some of the guys on there were mentioning, and I hadn't not seen this on social media, but how the Eagles, some of their players were recording Christmas song or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah,
2: they record a Christmas album.
5: But when was that?
2: It's been that about weeks three weeks ago. ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
5: that's what ago, I was yeah. looking at. I'm like, okay, because well, I'm thinking, oh, Jason
3: Kelsey and those guys did yeah. it a yeah, yeah. while back. Yeah, so, yeah, but it's
5: not even this week. But they were making it sound like it was recent. Like oh no, this, this
3: week, is no, no, no. It's yeah. been about three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, they were I surprised it was how well Thanksgiving.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was a while back. Jordan
3: Mile, they were surprised how well he sings. That's was one of the things <laughs> that came out of that whole thing. Can you sing, Brian? No,
2: Okay. not at all. Just wonder.
5: Your daughter can. Really yeah, right. That's why she's going really? to Columbia. She all right. Okay.
4: That's not why she's going to Columbia. No, that's not <laughs> why she's going to
2: Columbia. But she, no, yeah, she's gonna be using her brain up there.
5: <laughs> I did want to <laughs> ask you though, because um, we talked about the difference between okay, now they're not playing with their with Jalen Hurst, and right. we didn't play them with Dak. Right. If you're the Eagles, are you preparing any differently than? What you already did when you played them when they played us? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think
3: so. Because what what changes there? Nick's talking about the mobile quarterback. You know, you have to be, you have to know that. Listen, you know, with Cooper Rush, he's going to stand there, but the ball's going to come out quick. So that's one thing that you're dealing with right there. With with Dak, it's like okay, rush lanes, keeping him, you know, there. Don't let him spin. I mean, the one touchdown that they had, the Noah Brown touchdown, the second one where he spun out of there. That's not a Cooper Rush play. Right. That's, a, that's a Dak Prescott. So if you're these ends, if you're Sweat or you know, Hassan Reddick and those guys, and you're like, run up the field, run up the field, or you cut inside and you let him spin – that's something you like, hey, you have to be careful. You can't just go flying inside and try and get to the ball because this quarterback will spin on you right or left in order to go make a throw. So that in their mind, they have to prep differently for that. And maybe you play your front a little differently to try and kind of keep it a little bit you know wider and then so you don't have the ability for the quarterback to move.
5: I did also want to ask you guys your opinion on this. So – We've been talking about Dak and the interceptions for a while now, and it's just constant. And I think that this week especially, it's been all over the place, Dak interceptions, this and that. And we keep hearing Dak and Mike McCarthy, they're they're just going to keep playing the way, the way that yeah. they are. He's going to stay aggressive. He's going to go out there and, and be aggressive, and that's not going to change. But it makes me wonder, because it is, and I know they say they don't listen to the, the outside noise, but it's hard to get away from that. It's hard to. They're lying to you. They listen. They know. And they know. They know. But so my question is do you think that it does get to a point where maybe mentally for Dak himself, this is maybe it gets to a point where it starts messing with his head? And although he's saying he's going to be aggressive, now he's becoming a little more hesitant or or trying to be smarter with his decision making when throwing some of those passes. I don't, he, I'm saying think, like I don't even think a little I don't even think a little bit him.
2: because a, as he said yes I think it was yesterday when the media was talking to him he's yeah. like, not to be conceited but I'm pretty mentally tough and I yeah. think he is that's I think right. he's that's of I, I was looking he's for, one yeah. those guys' yeah. is very mentally everything we've seen since the moment he got here he doesn't seem to be phased by the moment mm-hmm. and so I don't I don't expect it to change him in one just in one bit and by the way there's a lot of talk out there about that There's also, and you guys see it, we're all on Twitter, we see the world and and see all the the people that are talking about this. For as many people as you have that are killing him about the interceptions, you have just as many people that are saying, slow down just a little bit, a lot of these interceptions aren't his fault. Mm -hmm. So don't make the narrative that the Cowboys lost that game because of Dak Prescott, because that wasn't the case. Dak Prescott played a really good game. And so I I think he probably, if he hears any of it, he probably hears the positive too, I think he think he dismisses it all as, look, I'm just playing my game. I'm gonna keep doing what I do, and however it turns out is how it turns out. I don't, I don't think it will phase him one bit. That's my opinion.
4: I don't either. I mean, I and but I, I wonder about it though a little bit. I do wonder if he, if you know what he's thinking here as you know he throws the ball over the middle, and, and you know is he a little bit gun shy here and there? And 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 the question is valid because it's like. Maybe you should be like when 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 do you when does it creep into your head and because you should be, you know that's that's always this double edged sword because it's like well, on one hand not you know like it's kind of like all these slow starts it's like we're not worried about slow starts because we know we can come back, but if you keep just thinking ah, it'll be fine it'll be fine maybe it isn't. So let me
2: ask you this: Let's go to that last game. The two interceptions. What should he have done something different in either of those two situations?
4: Well, he shouldn't have thrown the, the first one. over. he shouldn't have just kind of lofted it up there over the middle. But that's
2: what, I don't think he I think the ball fluttered because his arm got hit. It and that's why I know there's there's kind of this did his arm get hit? To me, it looks very clear This oh, arm no, he got, got hit.
3: He got hit from behind. That's, yeah. That's the and thing. So and it, kinda, it's and all it, about, and it pushed it's arm, him forward right. to make
2: it. And now, that's why I think the but, ball kind of floated. Like Because if you watch the ball, the ball yeah. isn't a spiral. It's kind of like this right. fluttering right. kind of thing. I don't think an NFL quarterback just makes that throw without being affected. Right. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's the situation, I think, of
3: that, like, throw it away. If you feel like things are not good. I can't remember the last time Dak just threw a ball away. Yeah. Yeah. You know, remember? So, in that instance, you would have
2: wanted him because of the pressure around him. It's
3: second and 18. Yeah. You know, take a sack sack. again. Just, you know, go ahead and, and, or, I remember we had this problem with Tony Romo. Remember, it was like he's always trying to, and it was, and then finally, like, the fans would cheer when he'd throw a ball away. Or it might have been Romo. Somebody was having trouble where they weren't, they wouldn't throw the ball away. And I can't remember the last time that Dak just said, ah, heck with this. Boom. I'm, you know.
4: He's playing a lot like Tony Romo right now. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. yeah, that's been out. That's the
2: vintage Tony but, but Romo. But, it's, yeah, yeah,
4: it's not just that. It's being a little bit aggressive and, and thinking, I can make that play. Yeah. Yes, you can, and you've done it before, Some maybe in high school, college, sometime here in here in the pros, but they make plays as well. And you have to kind of live with it. You're going to you live with because Romo could make some great plays and then you make some that make you just pull well, your hair out. The, and that's sort of doing that yeah. kind of stuff. Too. The
3: best example for me of the game the other day was the when I talk about the ball that went up the sidelines to Pollard. Mm-hmm. You know, And it's now a, a crazy 50-50 ball. And if you just fire it to yeah. Noah Brown and hopefully he catches, catch it, he probably will. He going catch it. It's going to be a first down and you right. keep playing you know, instead, it's a, now it's a fourth down, and you have to kick a field goal.
2: And honestly, those are the kind of plays I look at where I'm, like, more critical of Dak than either of those two interceptions. That's, that's, because that, even that part in of instance, it's fair. Yeah, even in the yeah. instance of the first interception where his arm got hit, there was an open receiver in he front open, of him. He was open, and he pulled it and back. he pulled it back, yeah, yeah. and he did. And and, and yeah. even when he threw it, he was still open. Like, yeah. the tight end was still open. He could well, have clearly deleted that pass. It's just that—and I want my quarterback to not be so— Distressed by the fact that there's traffic around him, yeah. that he just thinks, "Well, let me just get rid well, of it." Like I want him to Here's, make the play. Yeah,
3: but if you're not sure, eat it or throw it away. Okay, that's the thing. When you double clutch it, you're like, "I'm not sure. I'm going to try it now." You know, and you're like, "You're getting hit." You know, that's the that's the problem.
4: We only talk about the seemingly only talk about the plays that that don't go his way. Yeah, there's times where he's doing risky things and gets exactly it. like the touchdown pass. To Noah Brown, the first one, he rolls he right. He threw the, the hardest throw right. was the three.
0: He, <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah he was he it back, front, front middle, yeah. back? And it's like, almost, it's like, oh, let's just throw in the traffic back here. It's know?
4: almost like, you know, like, okay, who doesn't have a Christmas present? Like, mm. oh, I've got to have one to I haven't haven't given one to Brown lately. Mm. Let's yeah. You know, like, and everybody hard. cheers. And everybody's mm. like, that's awesome. That's, what that's, what I'm that's saying, great. That's my, and that's, that was that's the, the hardest throw he could have made
2: right there. I don't want to take the aggressiveness out of him because I think that's part of what makes him a good quarterback. And by the way, every good quarterback. Back in the NFL, it's the difference between a Cooper Rush and a Dak Prescott. Is Cooper Rush is just going to manage. This is where I get into the management of the game. He's got to manage the game. He's not going to take those risks, which means he's not going to have the interceptions, but at the same time, he might not have those wild plays either. He might not extend that drive or have that touchdown throw because he's not willing to make that throw that might be a little risky. I want Dak to keep that, and if that means that he gets hit from behind and the ball flutters and it's an interception, I'll live with that. Only do it in certain situations. He should be aware of where we are in the game and what they need at that moment in the game. But I don't want to take his aggressiveness. I really don't. No.
5: Yeah,
4: there's a balance there. It's a balance. He's got to. Eat. That's what the quarterback. Did. But you
3: still
2: don't turn the ball over anymore. That's all I ask. That's all I want for the for, for, Christmas.
0: for Christmas. Well, you so, got
2: to you got to the question. That was gonna be the next question. We were gonna take a break, and I was gonna ask you guys what your Christmas wish is for right. this team. Let's take a I break. Let's come back. I want to hear what your Christmas wish is for the team. It can only be one, and we'll see what you guys say. We'll come back, DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: The season is finally here. For months we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field. United Egg and Turf.
4: Back to the break. Give the gift of the Cowboys this holiday season with a Dallas Cowboys United membership. Gift your superfan an annual Fan Club membership and a fan pack for as little as twenty dollars. Tis the season. Learn more: at dallascowboys.com/slash/United.
2: Welcome back. This is the final segment of the break. Life in the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Christmas time. I want you guys to tell me what do you think is or what would be your Christmas wish. It can't be a Super Bowl. What I want to know is what can get them what can get them closest to a Super Bowl. If you could do one thing, if there was one wish that could come true, what would you wish for this team? Nick, let's start with you.
4: I would wish that one of those cornerbacks that's going to be playing actually turns into the player that they were drafted for. Because they, they have a fourth round, they have some second rounds, they have some guys that were, and that includes Kelvin Joseph as well. <laughs> that includes Nashawn Wright. These guys that are in the mix here have all at some point been considered good players. I need one of them. <laughs> one of them to act like The it. odds sound like it should work, right? You just need one. There's a There's a great line in the movie Rudy. I love it. You never seen Rudy? No. Oh my lord! But anyways, when when the guy comes <laughs> in, one the it, few
3: I've seen, he's trying to give <laughs> the jerseys. Yeah.
4: He's trying to like they're trying to get Rudy in, in yeah. to play in the game. And he's like, he's like, here you go. And he's like, you're a captain and an All American. Act like it. That's what I want. One of those corners act like it. Act like the second, third, fourth round pick that you were picked for. I just need one of you. Okay. Make a play. Just one. Make a few plays, please. <laughs> just one. That's my Christmas wish.
3: I'm going to change mine. <laughs> <laughs> I just want the pass rush to come back. Oh, yes. I just, want it, I just want to see quarterbacks struggling in negative yardage situations. I want to see sacks. I want to see balls knocked in the air. I want to see all that. I want to see guys twisting and getting home and, and causing problems. If just, I, I think no the wish. offense is going to be fine. Just give me my pass rush back, please. I have one more wish after you.
5: You only get one. No, I have another no, one, you, and you guys will that, appreciate He's that it. greedy That's kid, right? He's that greedy
2: kid that, that would open his present and be like, mm. I really wanted this, yeah. right?
4: I have another one, too. Go ahead, Amber.
5: Well, I was going to say, yeah, other than corner, uh, and along with the pass rush, I was going to wish, I would wish Micah Parsons to be Micah Parsons again. Mm. Full on, 100% aggressive Micah Parsons cuz usually when he's having a good game you got that in the bag. The mm-hmm. Cowboys win for think, the most part. So I think if
4: I get my wish, y'all get Jaws wish. Honestly, what? the pass rush and Micah Parsons, I think if I get my wish that the cornerback play, these corners are playing well this third corner steps up and plays well, I'm I think the pass you. rush and Micah goes together. But I think I need I need to get mine.
2: Uh, the fact of the matter is, because
4: that's for when my he was opinion, playing well when those corners it, were there. You
2: can say what you want about Anthony Brown. When Anthony Brown was uh-huh. out there, everything was clicking.
5: Oh, is it? Because yeah. when I said that several weeks ago, you you made a face like. Yeah, what are you talking about? Anthony, we he got it recorded.
2: Um, probably <laughs> was. <But> what <laughs> I say? What did what, I say?
5: I said, oh, maybe I forgot what I said, but something about missing Anthony Brown and uh-huh. like he's he he's not as terrible. Yes, he. He I, gives up some plays, but he's not as terrible as people say, and you made a I face. I didn't give
2: you a face on Anthony Brown, uh, no. Yes, because— Because I, 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 do- I actually believe dodging, that statement. I've been dodging
3: all Anthony Brown because I kind of said he was going to be a, kind of a pro Bowl but guy. It, it's,
5: but it, the, that's the, the thing. The, it, uh, the criticism the, yeah, about camp. Anthony Brown is fair criticism. Yeah. So, But then again— But he's
2: not as bad as people say he is.
5: When you compare it to what you got, right? <laughs> Honestly, this the, is a Doug Free type guys. situation, right? Because yeah. yeah. I remember
2: people used to be so livid with Doug Free, and I'm yeah. like, Doug Free, yeah, he's not, he's not yeah. a Pro Bowl type guy, but he's not as bad as y'all think. Like, yeah. there are a lot of worse tackles you could have out there on the right side, and I think it's the same thing for Anthony Brown. Anthony Brown isn't great, but Anthony Brown, as we're seeing, there he might give up a player too deep every game, but if that's all he's giving up. I'll take that. If the rest of the time, he's he's at least covering things to where my pass rush can get home. Which right now I think that's part of the problem.
4: Yeah, Anthony Brown was Larry Brown back in the day. Mm. I mean, that was Larry Brown to a T. I mean, he had the star on the other side. He gave up some plays every now and again. He would make some as well. Yeah, you know, he didn't he didn't kill you that much. Yeah. but the problem is is that he would make some. You know, he would be he'd contest, he compete, and. I just don't think they have anyone else that can do that right now. Well, Bland is doing it. I know, you're right. And, they need and that's why guy. I say I'd like, a, like to see him slide on out.
2: I, I, appreciate, slide out to the outside. I, I appreciate
3: the acknowledgement on Twitter about that, Derek. I really yeah. do. What's yeah.
4: your Christmas wish?
3: My Christmas wish?
2: <sighs> I think it, it's actually what I thought about the same thing you were talking about. But if I had to do something different, I would probably say that my – Head coach would be a little more um demanding? Yeah. In certain situations. In certain situations. I, I want him to think about the game a little bit deeper and and make sure this coordinators are on top of that in the same way. I I look at that situation that you had on third and ten. I want my head coach to say, don't have a problem with the pass. I need a better option. Yeah. Give me give me a better option for a pass there than, than a deep ball to know yeah. like i i want my head coach to I want him to, Step to force in. them to force them to think a little different yeah. about certain situations, I agree. rather than maybe whatever they're thinking about in those kind of situations.
3: It's amazing how far we've come here now that we've talked about this defense was so good and all that. Now we're kind of yeah. talking yeah. about wishing for things for the defense, and you know. But it's to me, I agree with you, Derek. I think with Mike McCarthy, you know, I just like him to click over and tell Kellen, "Listen," he goes, "You know what? What do you got going on third down?" He goes, "I'm thinking about going all go here." He goes, "No, you're not. We're going to think about something different there." Yeah. Come give, me a, give, give me another one. Give me another one. What else you got? Good try. Where's that waggle yeah. you got? I need to keep this clock going here. Okay. And we're
2: assuming, and just in fairness to Kellen, yeah. we're assuming that the head coach wasn't the one to say, let's go yeah. for it. Yeah. Right? No. They, he might have been the one to say, let's go deep. Yeah. Yeah. All I'm saying is I want somebody to inject a little more thought like into me. that and say, let's do something a little different here.
4: Yeah. It sounded like he he did. He was fine with that, yeah. going deep.
2: No moss, um, I think they called it. I and would. let's be clear, too. I, I know there's a there's a – somebody put this out this morning that they think Mike McCarthy's in trouble. I think that's foolish. I think the fact that they are where they are right now with almost half the season with a backup quarterback, I I, I think that is absolutely foolish. Mike McCarthy has had a great season. I know that 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 call, and you can pick out other moments, but guess what? Every coach in the NFL has those moments, every single one, where you will disagree with what they have done or decisions that they've made. It's a part of it. It's a part of the job. I think he's had a phenomenal year.
3: I think if you lose to the NFC South in a playoff game, the coordinator might be the guy that we see maybe something different. Depending on how it plays out. Yeah, yeah, you lose a game to the NFC South in the playoff game, I think then maybe you'll think something different there. There. Maybe not the head coach, but the coordinator maybe. All right, let's get the predictions. What do we got? Ryan, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. I got Philadelphia 31, Dallas 24. I just feel like Gardner Mitchell is not a bad backup quarterback. He's very accurate. Go look at the numbers and stuff. They'll still run the offense, the quick game, the passing game. They still got all their guys. They got their tight ends. They got their receivers. They got their offensive line. It's going to be tough for you. Their defense is completely healthy too. You know, I think that you have some advantages with the offensive line as far as your offensive line, maybe getting some things done. I just see too many, too many playmakers on a team right now that, that the Cowboys having to deal with that. Uh thirty one twenty four Eagles.
4: Yeah, I've got, I've got Eagles as well. Yep. I've got Eagles 28-26. Kind of weird, long, uh, high-scoring game, kind of, but kind of a weird game. And I agree. I think, you know, if, if Houston's quarterbacks can give you trouble, I think yeah. this guy can give you trouble as well. Uh, I think that they are a very complete team. they got a lot of stuff going on, and not just him. And I also believe that the Cowboys' defense played their best football when Cooper Rush was in the game. I think they rallied around him, and I think the Eagles – are good enough to kind of do the same um and so i just i think that you're going to get the eagles best outside of the quarterback position and that's scary when you think about what the cowboys have yeah, this even. is a
3: hat and t-shirt game for them yeah, yeah. yep. Yeah. amber
5: well i believe in miracles and it is the christmas time of the year and although my head is telling me one thing my heart is telling me another and i think that Sometimes the Cowboys can make some magic happen out of nowhere that no one expects. I think this could be one of those games where they do go out there and win against the Eagles. Now, this doesn't mean that all their problems would be fixed because of a win against the Eagles. I think they would still have those problems. But I could see some magic happening, and Cowboys win 27-23, something right. like that.
2: I actually think this game... Um, Well, I'll start with this. Right now, to me, the strength of this team is their offensive line. And I personally think this offensive line strength is running the ball. I think Dallas is going to come into this game and Dallas is going to say we're going to run the ball because I think it helps them in every other facet of their game. They are good runners. They have good runners. They have a good offensive line that can run the ball. It keeps the ball away from the Philadelphia offense where you might be afraid of what you got in the secondary. Um, I think everything about it makes a ton of sense. I think this is a game where Dallas runs the ball, they control the clock, and that's how they end up winning this game. I think it'll be a lower scoring game than what we would expect from these two teams that have offenses that you think of as, as high-powered offenses. I think Dallas wins 17-16 uh, in a game that will seem methodical, slow, may pick up at the end, but I think they win that game 17-16. All right, appreciate you guys joining us. You guys are right. We will be back. We will be (laughs) back on uh, on Monday. Let you know what went right and wrong for the Cowboys. We will not have a show tomorrow. Make sure you check that. Check us out on Monday. Uh, Till then, you guys have a Merry Christmas. For Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia. I'm Derek Eadon. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com radio.